to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Or are you? That's just one of the mysteries I'll be solving this week. <laughs> my name's Brent, and joining me this week are the Jupiter Jones and Pete Crenshaw to my Bob Andrews, Alan Ski. Hello. What's up, folks? <laughs> this week, Alan is going to lay out the facts of the case, and then, at the end of this episode, we'll figure out who the MVP was. We'll also have cracked the case of how many slices of cheesecake is it worth. This is all in an effort to solve our eight-season-long overarching mystery. Why are you still listening? (laughs) (laughs) So so let's head on down to the library, pry Colonel Mustard's candlestick out of Alan's hands, and begin. How would you feel about it if the secret twist at the end was that I never published a damn episode in the entire time? Exactly. (laughs) I would almost be proud. I don't think Brent would be. He kept that charade going... Way long. I mean, to think about it, though, uh, so Brent has been involved in the social media stuff. Right. Yeah. So his his level of involvement would be much more. Uh, uh, you'd have to have been playing that to. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would have had to make up Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> up have accounts yeah. just to contact him, just to feed the, uh, the lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would have been quite the, quite the effort on my and part. And so then when he stopped doing updates, you're like, oh, Freaking thank God. And <laughs> <laughs> we can finally put that charade behind us. Exactly. I'll so. just tell them stuff every now and then. Yeah. I will uh, say that I was proud of my intro. Yeah, it was a solid it intro. I really liked mm-hmm. it. It was well done. I mean, it wasn't one that like laid on the laughs, per se. Yeah. Um, it was just it was really solid for this particular episode. No, well done. Um, all right. Well, uh, Golden Girls Season 7, Episode 2, The Case of the... Libertine Bell. What? <laughs> One of the original versions involved <laughs> <Bob>, you, <laughs> you handling the deuce of season seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that it was going to be that you calling me the Libertine Bell. <laughs> no. So, anyways, uh, well, originally aired on September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. I will say that um, the title is my favorite line of the episode. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a good title. Um, Written by Tom Whedon and directed by uh, Lex Paceres. I think Ski said that she's one of just she or I think it's a he actually one of just two uh, directors the season. Correct, Ski? I believe so. (laughs) All right. Well, scene one. If you can't bang Johnny Carson, you might as well take his fill in Jay Leno. Personally, I prefer Bob Newhart or David Letterman, but who am I to judge? We start off in the kitchen with Sophia discussing her dreamtime fantasies and Blanche reminiscing about last night's Bushman adventures. Uh, we find that, awaits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I thought he said he was going back with his wife, too. Yeah, it didn't take him. Yeah, I guess not. Apparently not. Maybe she wouldn't have him. <laughs> right, could be. Uh, well, they, they broke up for some reason or another this first time around. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, We find out that uh, Blanche has booked a murder mystery weekend for a company outing and that Rose was the Sherlock Holmes of St. Olaf. 
Dorothy Quips, uh, figured out what Chinola did you, Rose? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Did you guys know that one? I did not. Oh, well, there's like the whole saying of uh, you don't know shit from Chinola. Yeah, I had not heard that, actually. You've never heard that? Really? Oh, wow. I mean, I read about it in connection with this episode, but I'd never heard it before. So you, like, Googled what is Chinola? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, so he literally did not know shit did from Shinola. He did not. <laughs> well, that settles you by MVP of the week. Yes, <laughs> well, I, I actually I, did find a uh, website also that talked about uh, like 11 or 12 like uh, Golden Girls references that mm-hmm. younger people might not understand. Was mm-hmm. I one of them? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. on there. I don't know. I felt like that was kind of an almost an evergreen one. Although yeah. not, that, yeah. I would think no one would know what the hell Shinola is at this uh-huh. point. But I think they would still understand the phrase or yeah, yeah. Heard it, I had not heard of it. I guess yeah. not. If I had it, hadn't stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did think it was funny. The Rose replied to that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche is hoping to impress Kendall Nesbitt, uh, the museum's director of acquisitions, and become his assistant. Apparently, if she is able to become his assistant, she gets to travel all over the world with him. Uh, Looking for antiquities, right? Yep, exactly. Like Indiana Jones. Yep. <laughs> I doubt that she'll be in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> but Nesbitt might be. <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> um, Blanche cements the episode's plot by saying she needs three more people to get the group rate at the hotel. Sophia says, I thought hotels always gave you the group rate. And Rose continues, uh... Yes, sweetheart, but this is for the whole night. Mm-hmm. That was a really good yeah. back and forth, I thought. Yeah. Nah, I agree. I like the fact that she's going to invite her roommates instead of, you know, like the custodian or something. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a big donor at the museum. Or security like guard, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Someone she works with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no hoi polloi, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we find out that Dorothy loves mysteries, and they all agree to be part of the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that doesn't uh, Sophia agree at the end? Yeah, I'll go too. And uh, Dorothy's like, as if you had a choice. Yeah. Have either of you ever been part of a murder mystery or any kind of like game type situation at a party? Or um, I did an escape room one time with work. But did you do well in the escape room? It, it's hard to say. Um, so it was like the the interns, mm-hmm. like the person who was supposed to take them like backed out or had a meeting or something like that. And so the girl running the program was like, hey, can you, you know, supervise this group or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine, you know. But it was one of those things that it, it was sort of the interns thing. And so it seemed presumptuous of me to, like, insert myself and, you know, like toss out suggestions oh, for the sure. puzzle or whatever because they were supposed to figure it out. It was like a learning opportunity right. or whatever. So I just want of hung back and let them, you know. Um, I did a sort of... I think there was like once or twice where I was like, oh, we're not going to get out of this thing. (laughs) (laughs) These kids are dumb. And I may have offered up a suggestion or whatever, but it was only like clock was ticking. And I was like, you know, so. Have you ever, you've done an escape room before. I've done a few escape rooms, actually. They're pretty fun. I think I've got a better than 50% uh, record. Oh, well, that's good. (laughs) I've done like four or five, maybe. That'd be something I'd be open to us doing. It is pretty fun. It's pretty fun, yeah. Do you think Helena? I know, obviously Nicole would be. Would Helena be up for something of that nature? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I we think should. So. We should try to do something like that sometime, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah, if the show is still going, once It'd be we do awesome. There's a Golden Girls themed one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a pop up one at like some mm-hmm. Golden Girls convention or something <laughs> like that. But mm-hmm. Miami Mayhem. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Do you think it would be this exact scenario? <laughs> yes. No, I think it would be a. Um, you are Coco, and <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find out what happened to him. Exactly. 
she seems to have been replaced by an older lady. Yeah. Well, we are uh, going into scene two. We're very, now in a very nice uh, new set uh, where the girls are trying to get a jump start in the game by really examining their fellow guests. And I thought this was funny because then it goes right into the game basically mm-hmm. after this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a little more to cover first, but if this is a weekend, mm-hmm. um, it seems like that they should have already been examining these people, <laughs> you know, prior to this. Although mm-hmm. I guess maybe it was team building up until this point or something or yeah. just relaxing. And then you come into the dinner part. That's where the mystery murder mystery yeah, begins. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I thought they would have been examining the other guest even prior to this. Yeah. We, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go talk about it too, better because I don't remember. Yeah, we can hold on to it then. Uh, well, Rose realizes that Blanche is wearing her earrings, even though she said she didn't know where they were. Mm-hmm. Blanche offers, Well, Rose, there could be two explanations. Either I was lying or I was wrong about the number of explanations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent line. Yeah, I think that may be my favorite line, actually. Yeah, I would go with that, I think. Maybe my second favorite. Uh, Kendall compliments Blanche on the activity, uh, but then he goes and sits with the, her main competitor, Posey McGlynn. Oh, Posey! I know, mm-hmm. damn Posey. A moment later, the Major D draws attention to the club's benefactor, Giles Forsyth, who is, uh, who is then murdered along with his new bride, who I think is supposed to be like 20 years old or ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right around there, yeah. Yep. A detective, Spade Marlowe, mm-hmm. is already on the scene and the game has officially begun. Mm-hmm. After Marlowe's monologue, Rose notices that maybe the bloody dagger will lead them to the murder weapon. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he immediately responds, St. Olaf? He goes on to point out that uh, Candy was murdered with the knife and Giles was killed by a gunshot to the head. He finds a recently fired purse gun and the plot <laughs> thickens. I think that's a specific brand, is it yeah. not? I like that he called it a purse gun. That was funny. Um <laughs> Posey gives a, a wrong theory on the crime, and then Dorothy expertly solves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, her most convincing evidence was her demonstration of how a throat would be cut from behind using Sophia as an unwilling assistant. Uh-huh. Not part of the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, the scene ends with everybody clapping and Kendall telling Blanche that he needed to see her privately later. She gives him a key to her room and tells Rose she's mm-hmm. bunking with Dorothy and Sophia. Uh-huh. So that's well, a, remember, like, uh, she asks, she tells Dorothy that, or she tells Rose that she can either bunk with them or stay in the closet. And she's like, closet? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, give me the key. That seems like something you'd be into, Ski. You think so? <laughs> Watching from the closet? Right. Um, I don't think that's an in, that don't That seems like an insult, Alan. That's not, well, your proclivity is your proclivity. I'm not insulting you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no judgment here. I'm just saying it seems like something you might enjoy. Um <laughs> I could imagine, I could definitely imagine, like, Ski and Nicole having, like, the sort of game where mm-hmm. Nicole would seduce somebody and bring him over, and then Ski would jump out of the closet and act like he was going to kill the person midway. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'd already be doing stuff? Right. Or they'd be right about to start doing stuff, and then he'd be like, listen, oh, buddy. Oh, you're going to die now! <laughs> you're in or you're out. <laughs> I can just tell you right now, I'm not down with that. (laughs) I can imagine the exact same scenario, Mm. except while Ski's in the closet, he's like, oh, I should organize these postcards. (laughs) (laughs) And by the time he's finished, so is Nicole. (laughs) Well, and he's like, hey, a win for all of us. (laughs) Finally got these postcards organized. (laughs) And you are with a real man. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Man. 
The deepest dig yet. <laughs> I don't know. He's had a lot of digs on this series. <laughs> the deepest might be a little bit of a <laughs> exaggeration. But... We'll say of tonight. <laughs> right. Of tonight. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Certainly of the 13 minutes of this episode so far. <laughs> you can't expect to kick every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> something more you want to add to (laughs) (laughs) any piling on that you'd like to do (laughs) okay Uh, well we get a very brief third scene where blanche opens the door expecting kendall but finding a staff member delivering champagne he walks in the room and then discovers that kendall nesbitt is already in the room dead having been stabbed in the chest Mm -hmm. with a knife yep exactly that's probably what did it (laughs) it's a good guess but you know let's not jump to conclusions Mm -hmm. yeah we know that other uh Golden Girls staff do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, well, we return to the hotel room after the break, and Vassy, the head of the hotel security, comes in and declares that he's dead all right. Steak knife right through the heart. Rose concludes, that must be what killed him. Vassy tells everyone to leave the room, but not the hotel, especially Blanche. Because mm-hmm. at this point, as far as all we know, Doesn't the door was... Re- Go ahead. Yes, everything we know is that the door was locked. Blanche is in there. Um, you know, the hotel person comes in. No one else could have gotten into the room. Don't they revisit the uh, St. Olaf joke, though, too? When she's like, that must have been what killed him. Right, yeah. And he's like, St. Olaf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's like I'm wearing a sign. Yeah. Yeah, that was solid. I think earlier, too, when Marlowe, he even went a little further and was like, Southside? <laughs> <laughs> How big of a town do you think St. How big of a town do you think St. Olaf is? Uh, 4,000 people, maybe? I wouldn't even think there'd be a south and a north side. I mean, I guess literally geographically, but there I wouldn't... has to be. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't think there'd be, like, there'd be a big enough town to have a difference uh-huh. in the, you know, intelligence yeah. quotient for one side versus the other. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. That's always the impression I've gotten. It's a pretty small town. Yeah. Um, those are my favorite lines from Doctor Who. Um, like, when they did the reboot, um, you know, and um, uh, Christopher... Christopher Eccleston, you know, um, he's Scottish or whatever, and he's talking to, you know, his first companion, Rose, or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I'm alien, I'm from the planet Gallifrey, and she's like, why do you sound like you're from the north? And he's like, every planet has a north. (laughs) (laughs) Solid, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a show that I've never gotten around to at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen, I've maybe seen 15 minutes of an episode at some point, but... I'm sure that I would enjoy it if I ever got mm-hmm. into it. It's really good. There's very few things that you've ever steered me wrong on. Mm-hmm. I would say the closest thing I could come to would maybe be Emmett Otter. Mm. Um, just not necessarily that it was bad, but your effusive love for it was a little too much. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head anyway. Well, hopefully we don't add Golden Palace to that list. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, in fairness, I don't think you've tried to say that it's great. You've yeah, just yeah. said that you want to complete it as part of the yeah. series. So. It's part of the... Mythology, so we have to. It is definitely the uh, the beginning and end of a lot of those characters. So, mm-hmm. is there anything you can think of, Ski, that I've steered you wrong on? Like any uh, like piece of, you know, like pop culture or, or whatever? Yeah, that you've been like, oh, I was like, oh, you should watch this show. It's great. And then you watch, and you're like, that show sucked. Can't think of anything for either of you guys, honestly. Mm. Well, that's good. I'm glad I'm batting a thousand so far. Yeah. What about I'll think hard on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> anything from me to you, Brent, or? 
you don't seem like the type who takes people's advice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to pop culture, yeah. I mean, apparently, I guess you take Questlove's advice <laughs> when it comes to music. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be living in a little yachty free world, <laughs> right? <laughs> and what kind of life is that? Oh, I know. What kind of life do you want to live? Exactly. <laughs> At least now. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know, because there's been definitely shows where I'm like, oh, it's really great, and you're like, yeah. I just don't think I'm ever going to watch it. Yeah. Um, at least you're more honest. I, I guess I always am more optimistic. Where I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to watch that. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I can't even get through the shit that I'm working on now. You did, um, you sang the praises of Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll watch that. And I enjoyed it. Okay. It was good. Good. Would you say that it was the level of good that I told you? Like, good, not great, enjoyable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd give it a solid B plus at least. Yeah, I would say that'd be an accurate, yeah. an accurate reading mm-hmm. so i like to see it uh, again uh we me and nicole saw that but it was at the drive-thru oh yeah and the, the drive-thru oh, <laughs> drive like the, the guy at mcdonald's was yeah playing it was really short <laughs> yeah the, uh, the suv in front of him was playing it for the kids in the back <laughs> yeah. yeah they kept they kept honking at us we had to keep going i just like the idea that he pulls up and I'm like i'm sorry it's gonna be a few minutes on that chicken nugget <laughs> i'm just going i'll set this up for you to watch <laughs> while you wait that would be a killer idea, though. Mm-hmm. And we saw the drive-in, and uh, the audio was kind of messed up in certain spots. It was like real bad uh, reverberation. Mm, yeah. So I think yeah, the seeing it again at home or something would be much better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's good enough that the difference in audio would make it. Yeah. I well, enjoyed it. It was but like I... it had a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I think it had a lot of good songs. Sure. Yeah. I, I think you're <laughs> fine. So back to what you said. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you pull up and it's like it'll be a minute for that chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, <laughs> so it's a scenario you go to you know Wendy's or whatever, mm-hmm. and you get the fifty piece nugget, chicken nugget or sure. whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, sorry, we only got forty nine. Um, we're gonna need you to stick around for twelve minutes while we make you your fiftieth nugget. <laughs> would you wait for that fiftieth nugget, or would you be like, you know, forty nine is more than enough? Are they playing Bullet Train? <laughs> <laughs> you can entertain yourself however you want within the confines of the law. Do I get anything no. in replacement? So they won't even give me a French fry. Correct. You okay. don't even get an extra sauce packet. Okay. <laughs> You're just taking the loss. Would I be allowed to ask? Be like, okay, you know what? I would just like the whole fifty cooked fresh. Or is oh, that like, see, I would never be that bold or brave to think of that. Yeah. Well, that's my only thought. I was like, if it's 12 minutes, that's a long time for those yeah. chicken nuggets <laughs> to be sitting in the box. Yeah. Um, so. Anything else you bought right, right well, I mean, there with they'll, it? They'll keep them there in the warmer for you. Okay. You know, they're not going to give you 49. and then But you're going to have one burning hot nugget <laughs> in 49. That'll kind of cool yeah. a bit. <laughs> but it'll heat up its brothers on the way home. <laughs> sure. <laughs> These ones feel a little chewy. But this one was just... Burned to the roof of my mouth to no end. Yeah, when like I, lava. I worked at McDonald's a while back, you know, when I was a younger person. Uh-huh. And there was this guy who always had come in and asked for his food to be cooked fresh. Uh-huh. And one of my coworkers, I hated that guy so yeah. much. He's like, oh, he always comes in. He's like, I want my nuggets fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and my fries fresh. <laughs> he this awful impression of this guy. <laughs> I think I wasn't a creep. <laughs> just, you know. I I so hope he's actually said it that way though. No, not at all. Honestly, he's like a, he was nice about it. He's like, "Oh, would you mind?" Every and he came yeah. in frequently. Um, yeah. but he was always pleasant about it. Yeah. And, yeah. But boy, that the coworker he just hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had this boss. And this was like a year ago, I guess. Um, and 
she was, we're in a team meeting. It said there were 12 of us on the call or something. And I forget what point she was getting ready to make, but she was talking to me and she's like, now, I don't know if you've ever worked fast food. And I was like, oh, I have. But then I was like, clarify is like, but not recently. <laughs> <laughs> like I just had this moment of panic where she thought like my last job, right. even though she interviewed me and see, had seen my resume or whatever. But I was like, oh, I have, but not recently. Yeah. She's trying to have a gotcha moment where she just spot, <laughs> yeah. she saw you in the White Castle drive-thru. Exactly. <laughs> I knew that was you that took my order. Exactly. No moonlighting. Um. <laughs> exactly. Your salary. Your non-compete clause for some reason yeah. overlaps with uh, restaurants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, to answer your question, though, 12-minute wait, I'd just take the 49, and yeah. I'd be fine. You know, yeah. it, and it was on the road, because I have a family of five, if it was mm-hmm. like each of us were getting 10, mm-hmm. I'd take the one-nugget hit for myself <laughs> if I had to. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, sorry, Liam, you're the youngest. You yeah. only get nine. I'd give him his 10 as well, uh-huh. but... Um, but yeah, that, it wouldn't be worth 12 minutes. If it was a two-minute wait, I'd mm-hmm. wait for the one. Nugget. Yeah, yeah. 12 minutes, no, I'd definitely yeah. just taking the 49 and heading out. I can't imagine. It probably only takes like three, four minutes to. Yeah, I think so, typically. They may have to run to the store or get some out of the bag or something. Right. Yeah, they ran out and they had to go to neighboring Wendy's <laughs> <Exactly>. to <laughs> get a bag of nuggets. Yeah, we had to do that sometimes at McDonald's because there was one owner that owned like five or six Bloomington McDonald's. Uh-huh. And we'd have to occasionally run to another store if we ran out of one product yeah, or yeah, another. Yeah. But it wasn't like mid-order yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we did. Your McDonald's was actually one of my favorite McDonald's I've ever been to. It was a really good McDonald's. You guys had an awesome team, too. Was it the one there on the hill? Uh, yeah, the one, well, mm-hmm. I believe so. Right that's, by the interstate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a nice one. Yeah, well, I think there was. it was mostly college kids that were working mm-hmm. there. And yeah. the management team there, you know, really cared about it and, mm-hmm. and I had a good owner so yeah it was a as far as a fast food working experience I don't think it could have been much mm-hmm. more positive than that yeah. one was so yeah. that's all you can ask for yeah but anyways so uh back into the show scene five we're now in another room and Blanche is mentally preparing herself for the big house mm-hmm. uh, Dorothy chastises Rose for seeming to think that Blanche is guilty and Rose defends herself pointing out that Blanche took and lied about the earrings deceit then theft isn't murder the next logical step? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a solid line by Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really is how it goes normally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, But I feel like this would be mm-hmm. a good opportunity to get uh, to mm-hmm. show that Sophia's Choice cares. Oh, we do. We, mm-hmm. do. we care about deceit. <laughs> we care <laughs> right. about that. We care about murder. Well, listen, we know we have a lot of great listeners, mm-hmm. or we have a certain number of listeners, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're great. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the overwhelming majority are great. Yes. It just made, saying a term a lot is probably not very accurate. Fast <laughs> right. But, yeah. But, uh, but everybody can get themselves into a difficult situation from time to time, and so I feel like a good opportunity here would be to go over 10 ways to get away with murder. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, okay. That's like the uh, uh, the show? What's that? Isn't there a show about that? Uh, if there is, this is not from that particular show. Oh. And unfortunately, I did not write the website down that I got this from. <laughs> so I'm giving We're no credit where I was due. Yeah. But this this is not an original, although it is a bit customized. Because I believe the site that I got this from had more than 10 ways. And I picked Ooh. the 10 best ways. <laughs> 10 best ways to get away with murder? Exactly, yeah. And I did make sure when I was typing this in to search that I put in joke at the end of it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Ten ways to get away with murder. Because I'm like, I don't want to have this uh, come You're up. You're going to be on that list. Exactly. Well, 
and you never know, some crazy shit could happen, and I don't want that to be in my browser history either. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but this way, you don't have to worry about it in your browser history because mm-hmm. you're just hearing it. Podcast yeah. goes sideways. You kill me and Brent. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're a freaking uh, suspect. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine I would kill both of you. I'd have to think that you and that me and one of you would team up to kill the other mm. one. So it would definitely be me. That plausible dying. deniability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, so number one, <laughs> number one, uh, befriend the target and get him or her to eat lunch every day with you at a really unhealthy restaurant all the time and con- and convince him or her to make financially irresponsible <laughs> decisions to increase their blood pressure. Mm. So it's a long game, <laughs> but yeah. uh, number two, go ahead and get that extra upsize. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supersize me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, number two, people underestimate the power of a sincere apology. Mm-hmm. If you look the police firmly in the eye and say, I'm sorry for committing murder, you should be good to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, uh, every time your target's drinking a healthy, vitamin-rich juice, knock it out of their hand. <laughs> Again, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's baby steps, yeah. but still, you're contributing. Mm-hmm. Here, try this vodka shooter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, number four, uh, train a bear in secret to attack a dummy with a picture of their face taped on it, <laughs> and after it's full grown, release and watch the carnage. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, number five, commit two murders. Since you can't be tried twice for the same crime, murder, you will get away with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's known as double jeopardy. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I've already been charged with killing a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll get away with one of the two (laughs) if you kill both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, give the victim a lifetime membership to a tanning bed. Let the UV rays do the work for you. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, Stab them, stab them with a knife made out of their own organs. It's not suspicious <laughs> because they're meant to be inside anyway. <laughs> I guess if you were a doctor who did, you know, like gallbladder <laughs> surgery and whatnot, then you'd have, you know, a yeah, little bit of their organ. organs available <laughs> yeah. to you. So. But of course, with that, you have to have a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it would be easier just to, you know, slip while you were taking out the gallbladder. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but then your malpractice insurance is yeah, going to go up. True. You don't want yeah. that. Um, all right, number eight. When you get arrested, convince the police that the victim is actually just very tired. <laughs> Not dead at all. Mm-hmm. We can Bernie's that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I'll just take yeah. care of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, don't actually kill anybody. No weapon, no motive, the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And number ten, <laughs> strap in for this one. It's a, it's a, this one is a little bit more lengthy, okay. um, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, have a chance encounter with a kind old man who passes along a tidbit of wisdom that just makes you stop and think for a second about life and love. Then arrange to have lunch with him in a park once a week, feeding the birds, gradually growing closer, and learning of his tragic family history. Not just getting to know him better, but slowly becoming a trusted confidant in the winter of his years. Mm-hmm. One day, buy him a birthday gift that reminds him of a treasured memory from his youth, a music box or a potato. <laughs> <laughs> then, one day, when he falls and shatters a brittle bone too many, be there for him. Pick him up and take him to the hospital, where, after a 
doubtful surgery, he is confined to a bed, misty in temperament, clearly half as alive as he had been. He knows, you think, he must know. Still, visit frequently, because you can't shake that feeling, bringing his favorite pretzels every day so often, uh, though he doesn't eat quite as fast or as eagerly as he used to. Then one day you don't go, and then you just keep missing the opportunity. One day your phone rings. It's his carers. It's time. You drive all the way to the hospital, breaking the speed limit along the way, all because you know, you just know that this is your last chance. You have to make it for him, and you do. You make it just in time, and he's there, that sweet man, clawing at the air, writhing, a shadow of himself, but he notices you and begins to eke out some words. How it meant so much that you were there for him in those last few years. What a good person he knew you were, and how everything will turn out okay for you in the end, and he knows because, hey, look at him. But you can't stop yourself from crying. And then, aghast, something clicks in his eyes. It's happening. You leap into, a into action, reaching underneath his shoulders, picking him up, flipping him around, and executing a brutal tombstone pile driver. <laughs> in the legal profession, we call this a freebie. <laughs> so, ten foolproof ways <laughs> to get away with murder. I'm just relieved <laughs> the list didn't include a poison a friendship cake. <laughs> yeah, almonds. That's what the flavor is. <laughs> All I know for sure is that the poison wasn't on the butt end. <laughs> and then you carefully wrap it back up. <laughs> I thought it looked a little scored on that one side <laughs> before you cut into it, but I thought nothing of it. Exactly. <laughs> so. Pieces here on the dotted inside. Right. Well, I hope that you all have gained something. <laughs> gained something out of this latest edition of Sophia's Choice Cares. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we jump into our final scene of the episode? <laughs> that was really great. All right, so now we're back in the dining room with Detective mm -hmm. Alvarez detailing mm -hmm. to all the guests why Blanche appears to be guilty. Dorothy says there's no motive, and then Posey gets up to detail why Blanche would have killed him. Posey claims that Kendall had went to Blanche's room to tell her that Posey was getting the job. In a fit of rage, Blanche murdered Kendall, killing Posey's alleged lover. Dorothy says it can't be Blanche, and then goes on to question why Blanche would have brought a steak knife to a romantic liaison. Detective Alvarez says he doesn't know about Blanche's sexual proclivities, but Dorothy points out that only a select group of people would have known about the details in the room. How would Posey know about the room? How would she know the uh, that Blanche was wearing her nightgown and whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, and the position of things uh, when, when uh, Kendall was murdered? Dorothy reconstructs the scene and proves that Posey was the jealous tramp, not Blanche. Posey tries to shoot Dorothy, but is stopped by Alvarez and placed under arrest. Mm -hmm. I like that Alvarez just reaches up and pushes her hand up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then, you know, gingerly takes the gun out of her hand uh, mm -hmm. as he subdues her. Mm -hmm. But wait, Nesbitt isn't dead after all. He comes down the steps, removes the knife from his chest, and thanks everybody for an amazing weekend. Turns out that even Rose was in on it, getting back at Blanche for stealing her earrings. The episode ends with Sophia realizing that it was all a shamakery and asking Dorothy to help with her fully loaded purse as they head out the door. Indeed. 
Um, I did think, uh, I can't remember where the term sham mockery came from, because says, she says it's the it's sham. sham and mockery. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't remember where we originally heard the term sham mockery at. Mm-hmm. I, don't rec- I don't recognize it. Oh, do you not? I'm no. sure it's in something. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I thought that was a, a solid episode overall. I definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I liked uh, the detective said that he doesn't know her uh, proclivities, and, and Sophia's like, are you a rookie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other lines or aspects of that episode that I missed? No, I think he hit them off and everything. So, um, how many slices? Oh, well, hold on, I've got a, I've got a laundry list of guest actors to go oh, over in right. this one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had no guest actors in season seven, episode one. Mm-hmm. They more than make up for it in episode two. Everybody <laughs> loves the deuce. Yeah, I believe we have a, a ten guest actors in this one. Oh wow! Start off with a Todd Sussman played mm-hmm. Marlowe. Yeah. 150 titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls. I like him. He's had a lot of different stuff, um, too. Uh, 47 episodes of MASH. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 episodes of in as 20 episodes of Newhart as Officer Shefflet. Shefflet. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. recognize that character from there? I recognized him. I didn't remember who he played on Newhart. Okay. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, yeah. Five episodes of Orange is the New Black. Four episodes of Coach. Six episodes of Empty Nest. And a whole host of other yeah, good yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Tony Plana. He played Alvarez. Mm-hmm. 251 titles for him. Mm-hmm. Again, his only Golden Girls. Um, recently, he's had three episodes of Superstore as uh, Ron Sosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Amy's dad. Yeah. Uh, he was in Bombshell as uh, Geraldo mm-hmm. Rivera. Mm-hmm. Eight episodes of The Punisher. Yeah. Um, some episodes of 24. Uh, 53 episodes of Resurrection Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And probably best known for 85 episodes in uh, Ugly Betty yeah. as Ignacio Suarez. Yeah. He was America Rivera's dad in that one too, right? Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, two episodes, mm-hmm. two episodes of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine as Amaros, mm, the poor man's con. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's always been known as. Amaros. <laughs> 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 then we had a uh, Richard Rote. He played Kindle. 137 titles for him, but this was his second of two Golden Girls. Ironically, do you know mm-hmm. what his first role was? No. He was Al in a bed of roses. He was the man who Rose killed with oh, her, nice. with her loving. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of come full circle yeah, the way. Yeah. So Rose kills him once, and then <laughs> Posey does the job <laughs> the second time around. Oh, but he recovered yeah. again. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> First flower didn't get him, but the second did. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then we had a uh, Claudette Sutherland. Uh, she played Posey. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five titles for her. Her only Golden Girls. We did get one episode of Star Trek Deep or Star Trek Enterprise as mm-hmm. Maya. Mm-hmm. Then a uh, Nicholas Keparos. He was the Major D. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five titles for him. His only Golden Girls. He had two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, two episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. as General Movar. Uh, Zach Griner. He played Vassie. One hundred six titles for him. His only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. 14 episodes of The Good Fight, 11 of Ray Donovan, 62 of The Good Wife um, mm-hmm. as David Lee, mm-hmm. uh, 9 episodes of Deadwood, several other things. He was in the 2014 RoboCop mm-hmm. and Fantastic Four Rises of Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. And then we got one episode of Star Trek Enterprise mm-hmm. as Renth. Yeah. Um, oh, and he was also in Fight Club and Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Some good movies from our Indeed. younger days. Yeah. Uh, Leland Orson, he played The Waiter. 100, yeah. 105 titles for him, <clears throat> only Golden Girls. He was in uh, Ray Donovan also and mm-hmm. an American Gigolo. 61 episodes in ER, probably mm-hmm. what he's best known for. Yeah. Both Takens. Mm-hmm. Um, one episode of Star Trek Enterprise as Loomis. One episode yeah. of Star Trek Voyager as Dergen. Two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. as Lavko. 
Oh, Lavko and Guy. Mm-hmm. And then he was in the 2003 Daredevil, mm-hmm. um, which I know Brent is a big fan of. Huge fan. I enjoyed it, but not as much as Brent. Mm-hmm. But Ben Affleck, Daredevil. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say before I move on from him? Like his character in The Takens, mm-hmm. um, I always thought we should get his own spinoff. Yeah. Like Liam Neeson's buddies. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see a movie about those guys. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Um, but I don't know. You just got to have Liam Neeson, though. It's just yeah. not taken without Liam Neeson. So. I finally rewatched the uh, 18 movie, and Liam Neeson's really good in that. Like, I enjoyed it the first time, and then mm-hmm. yeah. I rewatched it the other day, and it was like, wow, this movie is fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen the, the, that 18. Uh, it's really, really underrated. You know? I'll, I'll, definitely have to, well, I'll definitely have to put it on my long list of things I hope to give a try someday. Yeah. He was on <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, too, wasn't he? Liam Neeson? No, the guy you're talking about. Liam. Now. Oh, uh, Leland Orson, yeah. Orser, whatever. Um, I don't know. Was he? I can't mm-hmm. remember. It's been a while since I've seen Saber Private Ryan. So mm-hmm. he was not. Private he was Ryan. a no, he was a helicopter pilot, I think. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Then we had a uh, Gloria Cromwell. She played Gloria. Convenient. Uh, Twenty nine titles for her. Only Golden Girls. Hundred eight episode of The Doctors as Nurse Cromwell. So her name was Gloria Cromwell. She played Nurse Cromwell and Gloria in this. Uh, <laughs> maybe she has trouble remembering <laughs> who she is. She's so. just totally method. Yeah. Changes her name based upon. <laughs> exactly. So don't worry. I got this covered. Exactly. You can't be expected to remember another name. So. <laughs> she was also in Say Anything. She played the boombox. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Alan joke. <laughs> um, then we had uh, Tim Hodelman. Uh, he was man, 92 <laughs> idols for him, only Golden Girls, a mm-hmm. couple things that we like, Scrubs and Malcolm in the Middle. And then uh, finally, <sighs> Marguerite Nelson. She played woman, uh, 19 <laughs> titles for her and her only... Also method. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> only Golden Girls for her and nothing really of note. Yeah. So now, uh, now we're done with the recap, mm-hmm. Sophia's Choice Cares, and uh, and all those guest actors. Very nice. Yeehaw. How many slices did you give it, Ski? Seven. Not, not gonna Same. Ask. You're skip you? an order. Yeah, I gave it seven also. Nice. Yeah, so really highly rated episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to have to like argue with you guys on that. So, oh, really? No, yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought yeah, it was, it was one of my favorites easily. Yeah. Yeah, fun Same. episode. I thought that the mystery, you know, twist on it and all yeah. that was good too. Exactly. Yeah, it was well done. Yeah. I mean, they definitely had some convoluted ways they get them into a situation like this, but mm-hmm. I thought part this of, was part of the design of the episode. Yeah. Though, yeah. Yeah. But no, I thought it was fantastic. So, yep. oh, really I good. Agree. Uh, who, who was your MVP? Steve? Dorothy, all the way. Really? Two, two episodes in a row for me. Any particular reason? Oh, yeah. She was a super sleuth. Okay. She solved it all. Okay. Uh, I, probably the same reason as Ski. I gave it to Dorothy also. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, just, I did enjoy her little monologue that she gave when she was describing the crimes. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a both. little overly haughty. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's just part of her quote-unquote charm. Unquote charm yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Brent? I gave it to you. Oh, to me? Oh, yeah. for my last line there? Yeah, for, for <laughs> she played the boombox. Who would it have been had you not given it to me? Dorothy. Oh, okay. So, you stole it from her. <laughs> she could have had her first hat trick, but no. <laughs> See, I feel like I have to put it back to Dorothy. <laughs> I, I respect Don't really... slight yourself. That was a really good line. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the line, but what's the word? Uh, isn't there something where people who are nominated for an award can re- resend themselves or whatever. Yeah, decline Recuse. the nomination. Yeah. yeah. So can I decline the nomination and give it to Dorothy? Well, it's not a nomination. Well, can I decline the award? <laughs> and give it to the runner-up? I'm going to say no. Okay. Simply because, like, if we allow you to, 
then like Mario could call in and be like, yeah, I'm declining mine. I don't want to be associated. Now we've got to go back and I've got to yeah. figure out a new All one. Totally <laughs> exactly. It's a whole can of worms. Right. Oh, well, it's fair. I guess I don't want to, I definitely don't want to have to go back and redo. <laughs> Last season. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia raises from the dead and mm. says, I don't want to have any of them. And then Rose, the runaway winner. Yeah. Exactly. What the hell would happen if Paul Dooley wrote in? <laughs> <laughs> Whole podcast would be built on a sham. <laughs> a sham mockery, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's definitely my favorite flavor of shake. Shamrockery, <laughs> you know, it's probably pretty fair. Yeah. It, it, it tastes nothing like a shamrock, exactly, <laughs> and it's not made of anything really mint. I don't yeah. think either. It's just green vanilla. Um, but. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, you might not remember this. Um, it was one of my. Yeah, I just know why I always make me laugh. Um, my wife. Uh, so we're. I think you may have been there as well, Ski. Um, we're at Steak and Shake. Um, me and Helena, and the two of you, and maybe other people as well. Um, we might have seen a movie or something. It was Sounds the one familiar. there. It was the one there by the we show place seen seventeen. Movies together. So, anyways, um, we had the steak and shake afterwards, and um, got the banana milkshake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "You want it like you know, real or like premium banana?" Or because they had the two different banana milkshakes. Oh, okay. okay. Like there's the one made with the syrup, and then one made with the real bananas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, "Get them side by side." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, see if you can taste the difference. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's a good trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little experiment with yeah. your food as well. <laughs> I remember we were at two things. I One of these I'm almost certain that I've said, and I may have said both. So mm-hmm. if I'm repeating this story, I apologize. But you know what? I appreciate if someone listened closely enough that they uh-huh. realize it's a repeat story. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a couple times, I don't think these, these might have been the same visit with Ski. This was in our high school days or, or just past high school days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was one time where he was uh, going to write his phone number on a tip for a, an attractive waitress that we had. Okay. How and pathetic. I, yeah. that's, how sad is that, really? <laughs> I, I look back now, and it's like, Yeah, I, I don't wow. think she called, did she? <laughs> I mean, I'm married to her. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. It would she be did great to be like, how pathetic. Yeah, I'm married to her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, to be fair, you know, Ski was, what, 16, 17 at the time, and she was 38. <laughs> so yeah. it would have been very She was a hot 38, dude. <laughs> well, I just remember him going to the she bathroom. She told me I could be with her kids and everything. <laughs> I just remember Ski trying to do this in the bathroom and having trouble. I don't remember if he was trying to do it <laughs> while urinating or <laughs> under what circumstances. What are you talking about now? <laughs> when you wrote your number, you took the bill to the bathroom to write this stuff on it and then came back and had some difficulty in there. I don't know if it was maybe probably trouble with the pen or something like that, but I always imagined that you were trying to pee while writing the number on there, yeah, and that's, that's what caused the problem. So, I do not remember uh, that at all, but I do remember at least once or twice <laughs> trying to write some dumb number. I think James did at least once or twice too, didn't he? I think so. He may have. Oh, that was the worst thing that ever happened in a steak and shake was <laughs> James and I, James was there, and we were at a table, and someone had not taking their tip off the table, and mm-hmm. so he put his hat down over the tip, mm-hmm. and uh, the waitress came over and was like, was there a tip here? Or was it some, And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, here you go. And it was just, I felt really so bad. ashamed to be uh, at that table with him yeah. after that, trying to steal two bucks from a freaking yeah. steak and shake waitress. Um, that was a low point, in my opinion, for him. Mm-hmm. But. Well, then he got his comeuppance when he married Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the other, my favorite thing maybe that Ski has ever said, and I've known Ski for, <laughs> let's see, you and I have known each other about 30 years now. Over. And I and I would say it's my favorite thing he's ever said, and it, and it was in a steak and shake. <laughs> the waitress came to take his order, and, and she asked him uh, what he'd like to drink, and he said, can I have a medium soft drink? <laughs> and she said, what kind? And he said, medium. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what I think my favorite thing Ski said in the 30 years I've known him. <laughs> and it was just low, so, low, low bar, folks. It was so earnest. Like it was not at all like you didn't realize you had made the mistake at all. It was like medium. Yeah. <laughs> I don't honestly remember that event specifically, especially not like you do. But I've got to think I met that maybe I figured she didn't hear me or something. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, you asked for a medium soft drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, then, like, I thought she was clarifying or yeah. something. <laughs> well, anyways. Uh. So we used to go to um, both all of us here and then just me and my family separate. But I'm um, steak and shake all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do and, miss steak and shake. I've yeah. been there for a while. And, um, you know, so Cassidy asked me um, a few months back or whatever. It's like, how come we don't go to steak and shake anymore? And I was like, oh, they done me wrong. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, and it seemed logical to her that, you know, they harmed me, so sure. you know, sworn them <laughs> off or whatever. And um, anyways, every once in a while, like, we drive past the steak and shake, and you know, she'd be like, Dad, remember when they did you wrong? And I was like, yep, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so, you know, I was just, you know, just amusing or whatever. But anyways, um, we were, <laughs> I wasn't here for this part, but um, her and Helena were going someplace, and she was like, Mommy, are we ever going to go back to Kings Island? And Helena was like, No, they did your dad wrong. <laughs> yes, they got so upset. <laughs> and he's like, No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, we'll go in the spring. They're just closed right now. <laughs> Why is that man so damp thin skinned? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's really great. I really do love those. Like, Daddy, you remember when they did you wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Rub salt in my wound. <laughs> I do indeed. Yeah. Every night before bed. <laughs> That's why Daddy punches the wall each night before bed. Exactly. <laughs> this is the memory of the way Steak and Shake did him wrong. I've got big glory written in my People to Kill book. <laughs> well, I know that you are. Uh, very upset about the various changes that Steak and Shake has made mm-hmm. over the years, correct? Yeah. Yep. Don't they have something now where you have to order at a counter, like order at a kiosk? I have no idea. I feel like that's what I heard recently, is that they don't even have regular waiters anymore. I thought the one in, Flor- in Franklin is specifically just a drive-in now. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, most, I don't think you can have it indoor, are. even though they still have the full yeah, like yeah. waiting area. But mm-hmm. like, I think the one maybe on Southport Road possibly still has dine-in. I don't know. We haven't been there since 2019. The last thing I had heard was that it was a kiosk type ordering yeah. system. It which, seems like they would get rid of the waiters and waitresses and everything. And yeah, uh, workaround indeed. Yeah. Hopefully someday there'll be you know an investor or whatnot or a CEO that'll take the place over and bring it back to its former glory. Mm-hmm. Seems unlikely though. Yeah, I don't think they can. You know, I think they can bring anything back if they try hard enough. Well, like, like the current CEO guy, that big Larry or whatever. Basically, he's changed all the bylaws that 
basically to get him out of there. It's just way too cost prohibitive or uh, whatever. Like, you know how they have, like, his name on mm-hmm. all of them? Like, Stakey Jake, a big glory company or whatever. Oh, yeah. To, like, remove his name, it's $100,000 from each one. Oh, wow. So, well, so, so here's so. what we do. We just start a campaign now and involve as many people as we can to get Elon Musk. You know, he's obviously in the, the uh, business of buying businesses mm-hmm. now to, you know, purchase Steak and Shake and revamp it. Mm-hmm. Not to say it would turn out better. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like you'd have the the capital at least make it happen. Elon Musk is just not the guy I'm gonna go courting. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he has the money to help us if he wanted to, but at the same time, it's just not help I want. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be there on the cover of U.S. or what is Indiana Weekly, um, shaking the hand, right? <laughs> of the deal I brokered with Elon Musk to buy the Steak and Shake franchise. <laughs> 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 the fight for the soul of steak and shake. Right. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I think I'm good to go. Cool. Any other notations? Nah, Comments? Concerns? Say what? No, nah, I'm good as well. We talked about Fager Lions. We talked about MVP, slices of cheesecake. All that's really left is to find a cocoa and wish them to stay golden. Should we count that? Sure. All right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.